Welcome to Family Law Talk, presented by Kirk Stange of Stange Law Firm, PC. Stange Law Firm is a family law firm in the St. Louis metro area with offices in Missouri and Illinois. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stange. Welcome to Family Law Talk. My name is Kirk Stange, and I'm one of the managing partners of Stange Law Firm, which is a family law firm with offices in, in Missouri and Illinois. And welcome to today's episode of Family Law Talk with Stange Law Firm. Today's topic is divorce and the holidays. It's nothing to sing about. And I'm on the phone today with the guest, Judy Berkowitz, Executive Director of Kids in the Middle. Judy, on the phone with me today? I am here. Thank you for having me, Kirk. Absolutely. We're I'm- excited to have you on the phone. Absolutely excited to have you on the phone. It's great when we have guests on our episodes. I really appreciate having you on. Um, today's topic, again, briefly, divorce and the holidays. It's nothing to sing about. Uh, this is based on uh, a blog article on our webpage, uh, com, which was guest-written by Judy. It's dated November 26, 2013. So the listeners out there, uh, at the conclusion of the episode, you can go to com. Uh, you can read the blog article dated November 26, 2013, as a follow-up. So we'll get to that in a minute, and and I'll ask Judy some questions here in just a second. But before we get into the content of the episode, I should state the choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements and that the information you obtain today in this podcast is general in nature and it may not apply to specific factual legal circumstance. Therefore, if you need the advice of an attorney, you should consult an attorney licensed to practice law in your specific jurisdiction. All right, so getting to the topic today, Judy, it's a pleasure again to have you on the phone today. Why don't you tell the listeners about Kids in the Middle, what Kids in the Middle does in, in the St. Louis metro area? I'm always happy to talk about Kids in the Middle. It is my passion and has been my passion for almost 10 years. Um, for your <clears throat> excuse me, for your listeners who may not know who we are, Kids in the Middle started in 1977. It's homegrown St. Louis region, and it's very unique. We specialize in providing counseling and education and support services for children and families who are going through, the parents are going through separation, divorce, and remarriage. It started off just focusing on the kids with um, group counseling, and over the years um, we have focused more on the parents as well so we can help them deal with their feelings and, and stop some of the conflict so they can really be there for their kids. Yeah, that's great. And how would, uh, how would listeners out there get in touch with kids in the middle if, if they were interested in using your services? Well, we have a couple of ways. First of all, you can get more information by um, looking at our website, kidsinthemiddle.org. We're also on Facebook, um, the Kids in the Middle page. And the best way to reach us is to call, and that is area code 314-909-9922. All right. Well, outstanding. Well, let's talk about uh, the article that that you wrote uh, for a blog, which we really appreciated. And I think it's obviously timely given that we're approaching the holiday season and I know at our firm we have lots of clients calling this time, uh, or potential clients in particular calling this time of year, saying that maybe they're enduring marital difficulties at the eve of the holidays, which is always a tough thing. But uh, I was just curious if you kind of explain the article and maybe talk about some of the key parts. Well, sure. You know, the the article says, you know, it's nothing to sing about, and I kind of referenced Tammy Wynette, um, and she sang about it. A lot of people sing about it. They sing about love. They sing about marriage. They sing about breakups. 
And for parents with children, uh, I referenced the D word, divorce. And divorce in and of itself, whether you have kids or not, it's, it's a hard thing to go through. Even if it's amicable, it's really hard to go through and to, to realize that you have failed at an endeavor that you went into with wonderful dreams and hopes of, of having a family together and loving each other forever and ever. And if that doesn't come to pass and you wind up separating from your spouse, it's hard enough to sit, deal with all the assets and so on. Well, then you have kids. You can't just walk away from the other person when you have kids. You are connected even long after the decree is finalized. So here we have the holidays coming up. And, Kirk, I don't have to tell you that um, the holidays can be a rough time for everybody. We all have these fantasies of um, snow and Santa and uh, holiday jingles, and it's going to be wonderful. But when you're newly divorced, it isn't wonderful. It's a lonely, lonely time. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And I'd say one of the most common scenarios I, I just see as we get close to the holidays is this. We have a lot of a lot of people coming in, potential clients, and kind of the overall frame they seem to generally explain is, listen, you know, things aren't good, things have been bad for a long time, and uh, this holiday is kind of a make-or-break kind of thing. And uh, hopefully, like, maybe we can. this can be a good holiday season and things can be put on the right path, but if not, you know, we get a lot of people saying, Kirk, I'm going to be calling you at the first of the year, and this is kind of, this is kind of the last hurrah, which I think caused a lot of these potential clients to be kind of stressed going into the holiday season. In other words, they kind of put this pressure on it, like, oh, my goodness, we've got to fix this thing now. Um, right. So and that's we a find lot that, of what I see. We, we find that, too. We get um, at Kids in the Middle, we get a lot of phone calls in January because parents are trying to hold it together until after the holidays. And whether they go into the holidays thinking, well, maybe – will be okay, or they go into it thinking, let's just have our last great holiday, let the kids have a, a wonderful holiday, and then come January, you know, the decision has been made. And so then you go into, you go along through the year, and here it comes the first holiday season that you may have as a divorced family. Um, kids may be with you, or they may go with the other parent somewhere, and it can be a brutal time, uh, especially for the children. Um, what I say in the article is that, you know, what once were fun family get-togethers are now separate celebrations. And what we do at Kids in the Middle, we, we try and help the parents and the kids figure out how holidays can continue to be joyful times or can be joyful times again. And so what kinds of things do you do to help the kids? Because, you know, my worry is always this, which is uh... – you know, you see these. Uh, you, we'll have one of the parties come into the office, and, and like I say, they 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 seem to indicate this is probably the last hurrah, or maybe we can fix it uh, fix it this uh, holiday season. And if not, you know, we'll be calling in January to proceed with the divorce. And you just worry. At least I worry in that situation because obviously they're not. Most of these parties aren't telling the kids, but I would just assume most kids, especially the older they get, uh, they can probably kind of feel it through the holiday season. They see mom and dad, even if they haven't said, "Kids, we're getting divorced." They can probably feel things aren't good. That's got to be hard on, uh, I, I would think, kids in, in the holiday season. Well, kids are very intuitive, and they know usually um, when when mom and dad are having a rough time. They can 
they can hear the arguments. Uh, they can see maybe mom crying. They they know that you know dad hasn't been home for a couple of weeks. Even real little ones can sense the stress, and they may start having um, their own anxiety problems. You know, kids who were never who weren't wetting the bed for a year may start wetting the bed again, and so the, the kids will often know. So let's assume for most of your listeners that. Um, you know they've been through this they're maybe they're facing their first holiday um without the family all together or maybe it's their third or their fourth and it's been less than stellar in previous years and i'd like to talk a little bit about how they can make it a happier time for themselves as divorced parents and for their kids yeah so, that'd be great tell the listeners out there some some suggestions or tips that can make okay. the holidays a happier time I'll even take some of these right from the article. So if folks want to go um, to the web and read them again, um, they can. You don't have to don't sit there writing it down, everybody. It's right there. Um, first of all, you know, have a fresh start. Um, do some new things. Create some new situations, new traditions. And you know, things may not be exactly the way it was before, but you can have your family do a new holiday tradition. So perhaps you can plan in advance with your kids what they'd like to do. Um, well, we always, as a family, made Santa cookies. Um, Mom always made them, and you know, Dad's never made Santa cookies before. But maybe he can learn, or maybe he can try a different kind of cookie. But um, you know, you know, do something with the kids. Kids don't want any surprises. So if you're going to be doing something new, include the kids in the plans so that they can take ownership if, if they're of an age where they can understand and maybe they can give some input as to what they, what they want to do. Um, so that, that's one of the things you can do. Um, sometimes uh, another thing that's important is sometimes you might be home alone without your kids for the first time. So, you know, little Kirk and little Judy have gone off with the other parent to uh, Breckenridge, and there you are all by yourself. Well, what can you do to take care of yourself to make yourself feel better? Uh, Some of the advice that we give to parents is, um, first of all, make some plans. Do you have friends in town? Do you have family? Can you go to someone's house for the holidays? Don't be alone. Your kids are going to worry about you. They're going to worry that you're alone and that you're sad. And you not only don't want to be alone, but you also want to let your kids know that that you're okay. What do you think of those ideas so far, Kirk? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's I, I mean, I think that's a really good idea. I, I worry, and I think it's probably true that you know what a lot of parents do in the holidays is they probably, on some level, probably sulk and they probably do spend time alone. Um, just because they feel the weight of the whole the whole situation before them, and they're probably not really thinking about the fact that the kids can pick up on that. Um, oh yeah. So I, I think there's probably a lot of that, a lot of sulking and alone behavior. I, I mean, I've seen that firsthand with some with some clients. I'll say. Yeah, well, it's it's sad. You know, it, it's hard not to it's not hard hard not to sulk and hard not to be sad sometimes until you've come to terms with it. And another thing that we advise that's also in the article is um, to make your home a stress-free zone. Make your kids' lives stress-free and that your children's enjoyment is a priority. So when they get back from the vacation or they get back from the evening at mom's or the breakfast at dad's or at grandma and grandpa's, don't pry. 
don't question them or, or interfere with what's going on. Allow them to tell you that they had a good time, you know, if they did. Oh, we went here, we went there, we went and we saw the, the Christmas lights. Um, and, and let them talk. But then you don't want to follow up with, oh, who went with you? Uh, what what what's her new what's the name of the new girlfriend? What does she look like? You know, what right. else? Did he say anything about me? Um, right, they can't help that. Whether or not you're prying, yeah, it's and it's hard not to pry, and so you should have your kids' happiness and, and their celebrations in mind. The parents when when the holiday times come. Yeah, another thing, yeah, another thing that for parents to keep in mind is, um, especially when they're making their custody plans, um, that you you can't you can't tear the kid in half, and you take the left half, and I'll take the right half, and we'll both have them on Christmas Eve. You know, you 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 can't divide up the child literally, and so sometimes you're going to have to think about all right, Christmas Eve with one family, Christmas Day with another. Or perhaps um, the week the, the week before Christmas with one family because on Christmas the, your children are going to be away with the other parent and it's it's not really about the day I mean Christmas morning is exciting um, you know the first night of Hanukkah for our families that just celebrated that that can be really exciting but it doesn't have to be about that actual day. It's more about that time that you spend with them and the wonderful atmosphere that you can create. You can still make the time special when you're together, even if it's not the exact day. Yeah, there's no question. I think a lot of parties just the tradition of it and kind of the principle of it at times overrides it. But but right, I mean the important part is that both you know, the kids have time with both parents and uh didn't have to be on that specific day and that's where people definitely need to be flexible kind of yeah. see the big picture as it relates to their kids. Right. Gift-giving is also um, something, it's a minefield. It's something that if if parents aren't careful, they can wind up in World War III, um, sometimes out of guilt, sometimes out of um, misplaced joy. One parent or maybe both parents will think that if they give more gifts or more expensive gifts or give the kids like the moon and the sun and the stars, um, that kids will love them better or it or it'll just make them happier and that's not the case you if possible parents should communicate with each other and divide the child's wish list uh, decide what would be best for your children to have don't try to one up each other uh, one person gave me a great example of what they did uh, what they're planning to do this year you know one parent got the xbox and the other parent bought some games for it and they're giving them at you know at the separate times. That's a great idea. How how far were those two parents into the process? Have they already been divorced, or were they in the midst of a divorce when they did that? They've already been through it and have come out the other okay. side. You know, okay. it's it's wonderful for people to be able to what I just said to come out the other side. Now you have to admit um, to yourself that this is going to be hard. You're going to feel your feelings, whether you're betrayed, lonely, angry, uh, wishful, whatever it is, both parents are going to feel it. They may not feel the same thing at the same time. One parent may get over it months quicker than the other parent. But eventually, with maybe with help from a therapist, they can come through the other side, get over that horrible, horrible, you know, that physical pain of sadness, 
And then perhaps they can begin to talk to each other in a calm and caring way about their kids and make arrangements for their kids. And that's something you all can help with the kids in the middle. I mean, the parents that are particularly having the tough time in the holiday season, um, that's something you all can help with. Oh, absolutely. Whether it's holiday season or any season, one of the services that we offer um, for parents is what well, we have individual counseling for them. And, and it's not to talk about your entire life from you know birth to death, a la Woody Allen. It's really to talk about you know what's happened since the separation and how are you feeling and how are you coping and what's it like now being a single parent and dealing with another parent that you might not be getting along with. The other service that we find we get a lot of people coming for, a lot of people referred for, is co-parenting counseling, especially when there's conflict. You know, some parents, they're at a point still where they cannot be in the same room together, much less talk together. The emails are nasty. And so we can help parents get through that and set aside the conflict so that they can go to the band concert to get, well, maybe not together, maybe not even sitting next to each other, but they can both be there and both enjoy it. Yeah, there's no question that's a good thing. And I just say, I don't know, Judy, if you agree with me, but from my vantage point in seeing a lot of these cases, it's better for parties to do this earlier, too. I mean, as early in the process as possible to try to get get the co-parenting working because unfortunately we we see a lot of the cases here where the parties didn't square it away early and then the feelings just i mean they got harder and worse over time and then right it's developed to the point uh to where if their kids have a high school graduation or they get married down the line i mean you name the issue they they can't even be in the same room with each other which is which is a pretty sad thing it's very, very sad, and it makes the kids feel sad and also, as parents, think about you know your your kids it's do as I we say do as I say, not as I do, but kids are going to do as you do, and so you're actually modeling for your kids how not to be a good parent, and you don't want to do that, but I don't think your parents that are listening want to do that. they want to model being a good and and caring adult and a good and caring parent and also a good and caring co-parent. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just it's absolutely the case. I think the hard part for a lot of the people we see is it just out of the gates initially there can be seems like there can be hard feelings, and in some of the cases we have, I mean, you see different varieties, but in some cases both parties want to move on, and they both they both want the divorce. In which case, it seems like the co-parenting can work easier. But then we have lots of cases where maybe maybe one party's really struggling, and they really don't want the divorce, uh, and they're kind mm-hmm. of hanging on, and then you got the other parent who's kind of running from the marriage. You know, can't wait to be done with the process and just wants it to end. And th- those seem to be, in a lot of cases, particularly the hard ones because one person's really hurt and the other person's almost not. You know, they've all, they've yeah. kind of like already moved on. Yeah, well, somebody may be moving towards something or someone new, and the other person's been left, and that can be really, really heartbreaking. You know, someone feels betrayed like that. You know, for every ten or twenty or thirty families that comes here, there are ten and twenty or thirty different stories. You can, I can generalize about some things, but every family's experience is different, and so we need to listen to the parents, listen to the kids, and tailor what we do to what's really going on with them specifically. All right. Well, outstanding. Anything else you want to add as it relates uh, to the article that you haven't mentioned? 
Um, I, if people read it and if they have something that they'd like to share, maybe some tips, it would be great if they could respond in some way um, through your um, – if you have a Facebook page, Kirk, what have you got there? How do people respond to these things? Uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people just go to our webpage at www.stangylawfirm.com and, you know, they'll email us and, and then, sure, we get a lot of people off our, our Facebook page. And, and then some people even, you know, you can reply uh, to the blog itself. Parties can, if they go to that blog entry, you can they can reply oh, underneath that idea. blog. and yeah, so so if people have specific questions, sure, absolutely, they could they can get in touch with us. And and and, and again, what's your contact info again? So that way, if there's listeners out there that want to get in touch with uh, Kids in the Middle, well, we can first of all go to our website, kidsinthemiddle.org, and there's also a contact us um, option on the website. We are located in Maplewood on South Hanley Road, so you can look us up or call nine zero nine 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 two two. All right. Well, great. Well, Judy, I really appreciate you having us on uh, on the episode today. It was my pleasure to have you on. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Well, this concludes today's episode of Family Law Talk with Stengy Law Firm. Appreciate all the listeners being online, and, and stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stengy. Visit StengyLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stangy Law Firm to work for your family today.